0: From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, talk, radio. Show, talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Butchman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This my fellow Americans. Is the broadcast for October the 16th in the year of our Lord 2019. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life. Liberty and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show, still available online at libertyroundtable.com. We had our guest on, Mr. Larry Pratt, formerly with Gun Owners of America Now. uh, Larry is just involved in, well, singing in the church choir and spending time with loved ones and family and, well, joining Liberty Roundtable Live for the discussions of all things liberty. Uh, We talked about the top FBI official, guy's name is Michael Corton. He accepted gifts from CNN reporters during the Clinton and the Trump probes. Of course, there's no accountability. No one's going to jail for that, mind you. Top FBI corrupt officials on display. We also talked about Donald Trump denounced the impeachment inquiry, and he condemned what he called the unholy alliance of corrupt Democrat politicians deep state bureaucrats, and fake news media. Well, he's right about that, but he talks big. But he doesn't do anything about it, it doesn't seem to me. He should be interviewing uh, uh, folks like us. He should be jumping on the radio with us to do interviews and to talk. And he should absolutely circumvent the mainstream trash he talks about. But he babbles about it and then goes straight to them when it comes to the news every time. Donald Trump. Uh, I guess his accounting firm, not Donald himself, of course, he's wealthy and has his accounting firms take care of everything. But they must comply with a House committee's demands for eight years of his financial records and appellate court now ruled. So Donald getting beat up by the IRS, folks, just like the rest of us, He's uh, he can't do anything about it. He's failed to drain the swamp. And as a result, they're coming to get him on all fronts. And Donald slowly but surely, in my opinion, the vice starts to tighten on the Donald. Sad, dishonest, immoral, criminal, no doubt. But it's all true, and I think Donald waited too long to be able to stop it now. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds. A shock poll, though. Tremendous shift in black males supporting Donald Trump. World Net Daily with that piece. Nobody else willing to report that truth. That's my point. He who owns the media makes the rules. You don't get that stuff unless you check out places like WND.com, uh, Breitbart, Need to Know News, Liberty Roundtable, a few unique places. Uh, but the mainstream press just won't cover the fact that the blacks are starting to support Donald Trump. The mail's in record numbers. Maybe Kanye has something to do with that, huh? Trump to value voters. Quote, they're coming after me because I'm fighting for you. I think that's absolutely true. I think Donald's done a lot of good. I don't mean to down him. The swamp is deep, and the swamp is murky, and, man, the best guys with the best of intentions get in there and get swallowed up by the gators, don't they? Hour two of Lily Roundtable Live yesterday. Uh, we talked about the Rick Corber sentencing. Ammon Bundy held a press conference yesterday at 11 a.m., and we'll get to all that <clears throat> next hour. Ammon Bundy will join us. We also had our guest on yesterday, Mr. Joel dot worldaffairsbrief.com, and we talked about impeachment probe a constitutional crisis. We talked about the Donald Trump mistake allowing Turkish invasion of northern Syria. Now, when we say that's a mistake, we're not really saying that we don't want the troops out. We do. We need less war and less Americans being the world cops. I get it. But we thought that it might be a vacuum. But the Russians have stepped up and filled the void, done a phenomenal job. And so, you know what? The natural order of things takes over, and it's good news. Now they don't know what to say about the Donald, because they thought it would go all wrong, and everybody was criticizing him from both sides of the aisle. All the war hawks were just belligerently crazy that Donald was backing away. But you know what? Not perfect, but not turning out too bad. Maybe we ought to try more and more and more of that around the world, huh? We talked about Internet government trolls and how they're literally uh, virtually on the the forefront of committing vote fraud. Joel Skalsen says it's not vote fraud, but it certainly is manipulation. I say it rises to the level of fraud personally. Rush Limbaugh and his failure to convict the deep state. That's an article Joel Scalson wrote. And uh, basically, Rush just says, hey, you know what? The only way for us to win is to elect more Republicans to office. And I, my response is, almost got me. I mean, that's what we do every time, just elect more Republicans. And, I mean, some good things happen. Donald's been pro-life, one of the very few in the Republican Party, good for President Trump. Yes, we've got a few good judges in place. That's better than nothing. But we're still... We're still headed towards the deep state agenda of socialism and communism like 90 mile going north in America, folks. Don't fool yourself. We wrapped up with Joel Skousen talking about an incredible preparedness tip from Joel Skousen's son, Andrew Skousen. The new Titan solar generator. He talked about that. And then we doubled down and talked about the ABC airing of the fake video of a Syria bombing. Donald Trump calls it a big scandal. Turned out that ABC News had to issue a correction, they claim. They say, hey, man, you know what? We aired this wrong video. Sorry, it was gun range video. It wasn't really, uh, you know, the Kurds getting slaughtered like we claimed. And they got caught big time, flat out lying, peddling fake news to the American people. I mean, there ought to be criminal charges filed against this. They act like it was a mistake. It was no mistake. How do you get gun range video mixed in with your quote, videos relating to foreign correspondence. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, folks. They lied. The narrative as well, you know, the the live commentators like, hey, there's a slaughter going on here. Um, But the narrator, if they were honest with themselves, would have detected that isn't the video where I was live or that isn't the video where my colleagues sent me about this. And nobody caught it until, well, the folks that ran the gun range went, wait a minute, that's our video. And ABC got caught, folks. Again, I deliver presentations all around the country. He who owns the media makes the rules. The new media is taking center stage. We're catching them at it at every turn. They lie, lie, lie. Donald's right when he points this fact out, but then Donald runs straight to those folks when he wants to get out the news. It's kind of like Ron Paul. And I don't mean to criticize Ron, but I do want to highlight the problems here. Ron Paul tells you how bad the media is, too. So does Rand. But then when they want to raise money, they say, we've got to spend money with the mainstream press. Well, then what happens the mainstream press steals your money, mocks you nine times out of ten, does a little bit of your bidding for your filthy lucre, and then at the end of the day, we have nothing we can't fight next time. What we need to do is double down and invest in our own media, folks. I've been telling everybody that for a couple of decades and more. But, of course, don't listen to Sam. He's just an idiot, right? All right. Google has a stealth plan to defeat Donald Trump in 2020, writes David Kapilian. He lays out the battlefield, and he explains the Democrats, quote, secret weapon. WND.com, David Capillion doing a phenomenal job. He's spot on. Facebook, they say, will not pull ads that lie. So that's how they're treating the Donald saying that, hey, you know what? Biden's a criminal. They just say Donald's lying. So now you got, they won't pull ads that won't lie, but they just peddle their lies. Never mind that you hear Joe Biden, uh, according to Donald Trump's ad in his own words, saying he <clears throat> created a quid Pro quo for those folks. What do you say to all that, huh? Wow. All right, I guess we talked about a big old sex scandal. They were peddling pornographic sexual material to children. The parents went berserk about it. The parents went in and talked to the administrators about it. The parents started saying the exact same things that the school was saying to the kids, and well, they freaked. The administrator said, hey, You got to not say those kind of things. And the parents said, well, if it's suitable to talk about in class, it's suitable to talk about here, right? But again, the battle goes on, and no one will do anything about it, folks. Those same parents that are just absolutely livid, they'll just turn around and keep their kids in the government school. They'll continue to back the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. What do you expect? That's what we do in America. We babble once in a while and and act like we're just, oh, my gosh, incensed. But then we turn right around and double down and we wonder why the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto seems to indoctrinate our children with sexual perversion. But then, you know, we won't do anything about it. We'll just get mad next time it becomes so egregious our, our senses are assaulted, right? Don't worry, though, on a lighter note. The average price of gas in America is $2.73 a gallon, 24 cents lower than it was a year ago. The highest average price in the nation is $4.20 in San Francisco, just where you expect it to be. The lowest is two seventeen in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that's on a lighter note, and that wraps up our recap. Man, I'm telling you, we cover a lot of news on a shoestring on this broadcast. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, news that networks refused to use starts now. Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh,
2: Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty hard on the Donald, aren't I, Kurt?
2: Well, uh, I think you'd try to, you know, be as uh, fair as possible.
1: I do, and I don't mean to down President Trump. He's done a lot of good. Like I mentioned, he's put a lot of good people on the courts, a lot of behind-the-scenes court picks that you haven't really heard about because they won't tell you. He's done a lot of good pro-life things. He's really tried hard on the border. But he doesn't take things far enough. For example, he's been shut down by so many single-handed, robe thug judges uh, over the last three years, that it's almost three years, that it's just shocking. Somebody needs to call for the impeachment of these thug robe judges. But no one's doing it. No one wants to go that far. They just want to say, oh, bad judge, bad judge. Uh, the mainstream press, Donald talks about saying we're going to loosen libel laws. I haven't seen it. Donald says, I'm going to hold these, uh, you know, mainstream people accountable for their dishonesty and their lying and their fake news. But I don't see it anywhere. I don't see anybody do it. Donald complains about the mainstream press, but he doesn't look for alternative news sources like us to go to. You can say, well, Sam, you're nobody. Uh, wh- how, where would we be if Donald paid attention to us for, um, you know, a few days? We'd be right at the center of it all, huh? Speaking of that, Sam and James were at the center of it all, all election season long. That's why James is joining us next. James Edwards will co host the next two hours with us. LibertyRoundtable.com, The Political Cesspool.org.
3: I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The
4: press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common.
3: And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job.
5: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, there's no talk radio on the planet like Liberty Roundtable Live. Hard-hitting Breaking it down like nobody's business. The who, what, when, where, why of the story comes out every time. A whole lot of commentary and opinion to top it all off. We don't make any bones about that. The mainstream press tries to pretend they're above opinions and commentary, but they double down on their fake news commentary every day. We just level with you and tell you what our agenda is. That is to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property. All right, co-hosting the show with Sam and Kurt today, James Edwards, well-known talk show host on the weekends, the political cesspool.org. Welcome, my brother.
3: Sam, I was listening. My head was spinning as I heard all of that news that was covered in just yesterday's broadcast alone. What an information clearinghouse this program is. and What an honor it is to be with you every month.
1: All right. Let's kick it off. Last night, they had 12 on the debate stage. They went from 25-plus people running, but 20 in the debates last couple of times. They're narrowing it. To twelve, but I wrote a question down, and that's what we're gonna start with as we discuss this with Sam, James, and Kurt. Uh <clears throat> twelve in dem debate. Will any of them become the nominee? Kurt, you're first, sir.
2: Well, it's sure uh possibility that either Michelle or uh Hillary will be uh brought in at the end. So if that's the uh, case, then in the answer would be no, right? You know. Uh, well, I said it's a possibility. I don't see it happening, uh, but it certainly could. And then you've got the Michael Bloomberg that says uh, he's willing to uh, offer up his services. Uh, and if he jumped in again, uh,
1: the answer to the question uh, of the 12 would be no.
2: Right. But um, I uh, right now, um, from what I can see, the anointed one is the... Uh, elizabeth warren and they're you know protecting her in a lot of ways uh but I, you know i i overall i think it really doesn't matter because uh i believe that the president's heading for a re-election and uh, the landslide we've really never seen in our lifetimes
1: yeah you're right about uh, those possibilities for sure uh, do you want to chime in james so let me just pose the question there's 12 people on debate stage last night but will any of them really become the nominee
3: well, I have heard. I mean, we've heard rumblings about Hillary, you know, lurking in the in the shadows, perhaps going to give it uh, a third, and final try. And that's definitely within the realm of possibility because all of these candidates are are mortally flawed. I mean, well, I mean, not that Hillary isn't. I mean, obviously, but I think that she probably would fare better. The Democrats have gone so far off the rails, and uh, with Biden being the moderate, the safe choice, he's had his own. Uh, problems with memory and stumbling and things like that has has been well-documented. Um, if she gets in, I think she would win it, yeah. I think that uh, even even she looks moderate compared to where the Democrats have gone over the course of the last four years. Uh, I did see some of these uh, election prediction models, these models that are never wrong. They've hit it 100 percent of the time or one that had missed it only once in the last 40 years or something like that. And, and they're saying, like Kurt says, it's going to be – It's going to be Trump in re-election. I think he does have, to his advantage, the fact that the Democrats have gone so far, radically left, so far away from the the center of the country. However, it's like I said, I think it really just is going to be this simple. It's going to come down to Florida. And and you have to take into account that Trump has really not uh, done much at all to stem the flow of illegal aliens across the border. And uh, when they get here and when they come to these swing states like Florida, which you won by such a scant margin in two thousand sixteen, and the Republicans carried it by an even uh narrower margin in, in the midterms, is it isn't enough to tip Florida? If you lose Florida and all those electoral votes, if that goes I mean that's a sixty uh electoral vote swing, you know, to lose you know, however many Florida is, what is it, thirty something and then you know, that takes away from your column, goes to the if he loses Florida, I think that's it. He could very well lose Georgia uh, for the first time in modern history of a Republican candidate. So I don't think it's necessarily a shoe in uh, at all. And I think it could come down to really just one state, you know, being, being the determining factor. And of course, all of those pre- uh, pre- uh, felons he let out with the so called criminal justice reform, that's a straight ticket Democrat vote. So, and these states that he won by, you know, he won what? Michigan by, you know, 10,000 votes? 10,000 votes? Um, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting, but the Democrats are doing it in favors right now with their uh, insanity.
1: All right, here's my commentary on it. I personally think they're allowing the folks that are not the front runners that are not going to be the nominee. They're allowing them to continue to drift left. You just have ocasio Cortez um, endorsing Sanders. Uh, you have a lot of extremists saying Joe Biden's a broken candidate. Uh, Well, broken may be uh, a threat. Nevertheless, he's been around too long and he's pretty savvy if he got back. So the real question is, who's going to come in with the big money? Who's going to come in and protect the candidates? As Kurt wisely said, some of these candidates are being extremely protected. Some of the candidates are um, being already, in my opinion, Dismissed. Even though they made it to the stage, they're being dismissed. Now, they're all trying to vie for attention, but here's my opinion. They're intentionally skewing this so far left that any one of Bloomberg, Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, or a few other people could come in as the moderate of the Democrats and say, listen, these guys have built a bridge too far. You know, poor Joe. You know, we love Joe, but, man, he's just... Well, by golly, he's just caught in a scandal. And, you know, well, hey, Bernie, too old, heart attack guy, loving to death. I pray he gets some rest. Uh, And, you know, some of these other extremists, Elizabeth, Pocahontas, no go. And and they'll come back and they'll be the center. Uh, Donald Trump is way too right, extreme, just full of scandal and division. And these leftists are just too much. But we're going to come back and bring reason the voice of reason to the Democratic Party. And there's a good chance something like that will happen. It might be Michelle Obama. I don't believe Bloomberg has the chutzpah to get it done. Uh, Nevertheless, Michelle Obama could. But I submit to you, it all depends on who the running mates are. Mike Pence, really nice guy, Christian guy, good guy in many ways. But you know what? He's a non-factor. He's quiet. Uh, He doesn't really do much to move the needle. Whereas if you get a Democratic powerhouse, let's say that you put a Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama together. Or let's say that you put, and so I think it depends a lot on where the deep pockets are going to come from, who's got the ability to tap into the deep pockets, and I think it all depends on who the running mates are going to be, and it all depends on who the mainstream press is going to protect or throw to the wolves. And the proof in the pudding is right now, there's somebody who won the debate last night, but they're being thrown to the wolves at the same time. This is a lady that threatened to boycott the debate because she wasn't being treated right, but she didn't boycott, she Jumped in and won, Kurt.
2: Right. Her name is uh, Tulsi Gabbard. And, uh, you know, we've seen this uh, uh, at uh, like the first uh, one she was in, uh, according to Drudge and I think several other polls, Breitbart and some others. She won and then... uh, that happened again, according to uh, Breitbart, or I mean uh, Drudge, where they had almost 140,000 votes on there. Uh, she came in number one at 40% um, for last night's uh, event. Almost but double the I next person, right, Kurt? Right. Uh, Well, and the next one was Andrew Yang at 20 percent, whereas, uh, you know, the next one after that was the uh, mayor, Pete, at nine percent. You know, Biden down there at six. I I think, let's see, did uh, yeah Warren got seven percent. So I don't you know, they certainly don't look at these numbers, apparently, when they say who the front runner is.
1: The top. Uh, uh, let me say this. The top two candidates got uh, well well above, uh, almost double and in some cases almost quadruple what Joe and Elizabeth got together in the Drudge poll. Now, you can say, well, Drudge has a lot of conservatives and da-da-da-da-da. Say what you will. All I'm telling you is that, look, this lady, uh, she's what? A rep from Hawaii, right, Kurt?
2: That's right. Uh-huh. She's Both very together.
1: scrappy. She came out. They say she looked like a um, – what do you say, Kurt? She took the stage the second she walked out, they claimed. All mm-hmm. All right. Which,
3: you know, she's been pretty good consistently. I think she did very well in another debate. I think there may have been one that she wasn't invited to, and then, as you said, she likely uh, nearly boycotted this one because of all of that treatment. She, as far as Democrats go, she's, she's as good as you're about to find, especially on that – Presidential level, and uh, she's very good on the issue of war. I mean, uh, you're very good uh, as a, a non-interventionist, sort of a Washingtonian foreign policy. You know, uh, maintaining your independence from these foreign entanglements. So, you know, I'd like to see her do better. But of course, she's not going to be, you know, uh, a, a player in this in, in a couple of months. And it's, you know, talking about Hillary or anybody else who may jump in, I mean, we got to remember we're on the cusp of Halloween here. Iowa votes in, in, in just a few weeks, literally. I mean, you're
1: going to have the primary. Yes, but but all you got to do, all you got to do is let these people jump in in the last second. And 90 percent of the heat and the battle and the exposing of individuals doesn't touch the protected candidate that may not have even been revealed yet. Can, uh, well, can Elizabeth Warren, if she's the front runner, overcome Pocahontas? She's also been caught lying about a lot of things, saying she was pregnant, got kicked out for being pregnant. Uh, All kinds of lies are going to be exposed about Elizabeth. Bernie had a heart attack, but he was endorsed by Ocasio-Cortez. I think they've got to jettison these extremists at some point. They're just too liberal socialist. Hang tight. More in seconds.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA
6: Radio News with Chris Barnes. Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo are scheduled to leave today for Turkey to discuss the situation in Syria after President Trump pulled U.S. troops out of that region. But the Turkish president says today he won't meet with Pence and Pompeo when they get there. And as we hear from correspondent Wendy King on Capitol Hill, lawmakers from both parties remain concerned about President Trump's decision.
5: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he has grave concerns about the decision fearing it will benefit the islamic state
6: it's leaving the door wide open for a resurgence of this dangerous force
5: his concerns were echoed by top democratic leader chuck schumer
6: president trump has encouraged nothing short of an isis jailbreak forecasters say a nor'easter that's bearing down on the northeast in new england could become a bomb cyclone today this is usa radio news
0: Hi, I'm Wayne Allen Root. It's time to get in on the 21st century gold rush. I've been a buyer and collector of gold and precious metals for over 20 years, and the reasons to own it are stronger now than ever before in history. The central banks of the world run a record buying spree. Shouldn't you be too? Do you think maybe they know something you don't? Prices are up $200 per ounce in just the last 60 days. In the last gold bull market, it took four years for gold prices to rise $200 per ounce. This is the beginning of an explosive new 21st century gold rush. Analysts see gold prices rising to between between two thousand and ten thousand dollars per ounce, but who you buy it from may be even more important. Swiss America has been America's most trusted name in gold and silver for over thirty-five years. Swiss America has bought and sold billions of dollars of precious metals for tens of thousands of clients. You need to know how to capitalize and profit on this next big move. Call Swiss America today and receive a free special report just for my listeners. Call eight hundred Vi Coin. That's eight hundred by Coin or eight hundred two eight nine twenty six forty six, or visit online at SwissAmerica.com
6: and Democrats all hoping to win the White House, exchanging their views and opinions on a variety of issues on an Ohio debate stage last night where age and health was also discussed.
5: I will outwork, outorganize, and outlast anyone, uh, and that includes Donald Trump, Mike Pence, or whoever the Republicans get stuck with.
6: That's Senator Elizabeth Warren. Vice President Joe Biden saying One of the reasons I am running is
4: because of my age and my experience. With it comes wisdom
6: a texas woman's nephew says she pointed a gun towards the window before a fort worth police officer shot and killed her last weekend while she was watching video games in her home with her nephew police though say it's irrelevant to the shooting of the woman the cop now faces a murder charge a first ever all-female spacewalk may be happening tomorrow at the international space station this is usa radio news Uh
1: host james edwards race politics and hypocrisy in the 21st century america the political cesspool org check out his award-winning broadcast every saturday night on liberty news radio so 12 in the democratic debate last night will any of them become the nominee is the question uh, anything else to break down for the debate that you want to mention kurt
2: well, I'll say this: that uh, I was looking at a uh, New York Post piece on this, uh, and it's uh, headlined uh, "Tulsi Gabbard Rips Host CNN, New York Times." In it, uh, basically, they, uh, she says that uh, uh, the, the New York Times and CNN of also smeared veterans like myself for calling for an end of this regime change war she says just two days ago the new york times put out an article saying that i'm a russian asset and a uh, syrian president uh, apologist all these different smears she said this morning a cnn commentator said on national television that i'm an asset of russia so uh, it's kind of interesting at least uh, if you look at that i think most people will just not hear of her and that's the way she'll kind of go away
1: all right any other things from the debate that you saw you want to mention james
3: it's interesting that. I guess anybody they don't like is a Russian asset. I guess yeah, you're a new, Russian asset for sure, sir. The new McCarthyism, <laughs> uh, a parody of McCarthyism. Uh, but, you know, I didn't watch last night's debate. I did watch the first couple in their entirety and uh, just felt the, the brain cells dying. Uh, Bobby Jindal said something in a in the former governor of Louisiana. You'll forgive me for not remembering his real name, but they call him Bobby. And he wrote something in an op-ed just a few days ago, and it just to echo the point that I made a moment ago, that every time these Democrats have a debate, uh, they're doing Trump a huge favor. And it, it, Buchanan and others have said the same. They're going so far to the left, it'll be hard for them to scurry back toward the center because they have just doubled down so hard. And it wasn't a debate a few days ago, last week. Uh, I guess it was some sort of a town hall or – homosexual issues or what they call LGBTQ and all of that. And it just, I mean, the absurdity of it all, guys, to any right-thinking, healthy-minded family man, you know, anybody with any semblance of decency or Christianity, they were having these things where all of these presidential candidates, you know, people that uh, are in the conversation for being the leader of this nation, were genuflecting and and with, uh, you know, clinched. Uh, you know, clasped hands and a uh, serious look on their face. We're, we're thinking about, uh, you know, what they could do to help these parents who are allowing their 8-year-old children, 10-year-old children, to have these, you know, sex change hormones, and sex change operations, just all of this stuff. And you, you had this mother of this. Uh, it couldn't have been more than an 8- or 10-year-old girl who she had dressed in a suit and tie with a, with a boy's haircut. And, I mean, uh, you know, when people see that, when average Americans see that, you had this, you know, so-called transgendered um, black woman. It was really about a six foot six tall man who who came down and took the microphone and was uh, it took the microphone from this mother and it, it was just uh, it, 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 beyond anything I've ever seen. Even on, say, I don't know, I mean, what's one of these irreverent channels? They've like an MTV reality show. This was supposed to be a presidential forum, and you had Don Lemon calling this man, ma'am, I just think people see that, and you know, for all... Yeah, people are ever, starting to get sick yeah, of it, that's not for being sure. ...not to build a wall, not being able to do more, uh, to, to bring that energy back that he had in 2016, after four years of, of back and forth, and all of that, uh, anyway, long story short, yes, I think, I think the, the, the way the Democrats are handling this thing is really out of touch with most of America.
1: All right, but they're pushing on this. Because Anderson Cooper asked the final question of the night last night. Many people are very critical of this question because they're saying, hey, we need to talk about global warming. We didn't talk enough about Joe Biden and his scandal. Uh, They only spent a couple of little minutes letting uh, him defend himself on that. Basically, uh, no real attacks or or discussions that that culminated. Uh, We're not talking about a, a lot of the things that are really critical to discuss. Here was the last question from what, Cooper? So they say, hey, you know what? There was a Twitter backlash about Ellen and Bush, and uh, Ellen defended the relationship with Bush. Can't we be different and be friends? And so the question said, so in that spirit, we'd like you to tell us about a friendship that you've had that would surprise us and let us know what impacts that have had that has had on you and your beliefs. And uh, so then everybody took to the social media blogosphere and they mocked the question. So they're, you know, big time into the debate, and Anderson Cooper asks a question like that. Wow. Um, they didn't talk about China. They said, is this question a joke? And so now it's like, tell me about uh, relationships that you've had that we can attack you for. Um, well, they didn't say it that way, but that's the inference there, James. <laughs> Well, now, come I, on now, I, tell me about a relationship that I can destroy you over, please.
3: Well, well, tell, do tell, Sam. Again, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I skipped that one after seeing what they had on offer the, the first uh, few rounds. So uh, how, do, how do people respond to that?
1: Let's do 20 minutes on the Ellen Bush deal, right? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy town. Kurt, why don't you tell me about a relationship that, that, you know, we can try to sink you over, attack you over, or mock you over, or whatever. Um, even it's the insane, candidates called insane. out the it's, question it's is such insanity. A,
2: such a waste of time. By the way, the Breitbart News poll had Tulsi Gabbard with 60%, uh, plus Andrew Yang at 11.4, Pete, uh, Mayor Pete at 4, Tom Steyer, who, at least, you know, in my opinion, out of this whole crowd, uh, based on the things I've read about him, is someone I'd Almost be able to give a vote to um then you got Warren, klobuchar Bernie Sanders, two point seven six but I guess bernie's uh, you know got something coming to the rescue because the squad is now endorsing him uh, so, led by Ocasio
1: cortez but
2: yeah but what what by the
1: way relationship would sink you kurt kurt let's let's highlight that
2: uh, you know you know like i say i don't uh, I wouldn't answer uh, on the grounds that it might incriminate me, and I don't think any of those guys well, should and, and I as think, well. Hey,
1: he would have said Sam Bushman. Well, and I think that Kurt is nailing the point, point here by literally saying, I won't answer that because you know what? You guys aren't going to be honest and fair. Your question makes it sound like, hey, how do we highlight this? oh, everybody's kind of crazy about the divide. How do we highlight this so we can bridge the gap and and, and, kind of follow Ellen's lead? That's the deceptive lead-in. But Kurt's right. If you answer, they will absolutely barbecue you. Now, the host might not on the spot, but they know full well what will happen in the blogosphere. They know full well that it will be a foment, a divide, a flat-out attack. They know that, and they're leading softly to try to... uh, Extract that from the misinformed, um, and Kurt was too wise for it. James, you've been too wise for it. Most of the candidates were too wise for it, but that's what they're trying to do, right?
3: Well, he, he, here too, though, I mean, we just saw this episode, as you mentioned. The, look, if you can't even meet with – I mean, I, Trump is, is on a totally different level the way that they have tried to malign him and make him out to be this third-rail guy. But, I mean, you're now you're talking about George W. Bush, who was a, a mainstream neocon, very much – uh, on par with the Democrats on most issues when Bush came to shove. I mean, I know he said he was, uh, you know, against uh, homosexual marriage. But what did we get? Homosexual marriage. And I know it didn't happen on his watch. But anyway, uh, when you peel off the mask, I mean, Ellen and, and Bush probably agree on most things. And it, but, but even now, she's getting excoriated for sitting with the former president of the United States. So if you can't even have company with a former president of the United States, I mean, if any of these guys could have said, well, I actually met one time with a with a Christian. I met with a guy who thinks marriage should be between a man and a woman. You know, that would have been enough to get them totally disqualified by by the way things are going right now. Yeah,
1: you know what I would have somebody
3: said? I saw that in one of the recent debates where Elizabeth Warren was asked, uh, what would you do if if somebody on the campaign trail said, my faith instructs me to believe that marriage should be just between a man and a woman? And she said, Well, I would encourage you to to marry a woman, if you can find one, you know, as if that's just some ridiculous, outdated notion. You know what I would have responded James? You know, they could have said literally anybody, and they would have disqualified them.
1: Here's what I would have said, James. I would have said, Anderson Cooper, I consider you a dear friend, sir. Oh, you guys are both dumbfounded, huh? (laughs) I was waiting for the punchline. There's no punchline. What are they going to say if I say Anderson Cooper's a dear friend? Isn't Anderson Cooper with what What network, guys?
2: CNN. CNN.
1: Okay, and so CNN, which Donald likes to attack. Now, as far as I understand Anderson Cooper's not like one man married to one woman straight, right?
2: No, no that's
5: not Okay, and he's like... a
1: liberal news commentator trying to bait me, and I would just say I consider you a dear friend, Anderson. What's going to happen with that? Anderson will be going down
2: in in no time.
1: Well, how would Anderson respond if I said that? What would Anderson say? Anderson, I consider you a dear friend, my friend. You want we'll to know take what a break real
2: quick right now? Uh, that's what he would say.
1: So, amen like. to that. We'll do the same. Back in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live.
5: Dad, can you make him stop?
3: Honey, he needs to practice.
5: He's been at it an hour.
6: Well, just trying to be patient. Dad it sounds like a cat calling for
2: help or something.
0: Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears.
2: Not you, too.
0: Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And we can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess
4: we'll
6: have to get some ice cream.
5: Did I hear someone say ice cream?
4: Family, isn't it about time?
5: Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing.
4: Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
5: Hey, where did all these cats come from?
4: As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late term abortions, along with China, North Korea and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence. And that is the right to life.
1: Telling the tales of liberty on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards, co hosting the broadcast, the political cesspool.org. Kirk Crosby and yours truly in the round table. So, I would have said to Anderson Cooper, if he said that to me, about hey, in the spirit of Ellen defending George Bush, you know, who would, what relationship, you know, has helped you learn the most or would you defend? And I would say, Anderson Cooper, you are my a, a dear friend. And just to kind of round it out, because I, I don't want to just name one to facilitate your question. I want to name two just to double down and challenge the rest of my, uh, quote, um, I don't know what you call them on the stage. Uh, uh, they're not really going to win like I am. I'm going to beat them all like a drum. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I want to name two just so you have plenty of cannon fodder, Anderson. So number one would be you, Anderson Cooper. I think we ought to do lunch sometime soon. Secondly, I think we ought to invite Donald. And me, you, and Donald could all three go out and be best of buddies. Would just be BFFs, Anderson. What do you think that would uh, elicit? James?
3: Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, I I think he would probably press for, you know, a more direct answer. I would say I'm
1: very direct. I'm asking you and Donald to go out to lunch, Anderson. And I want to be best friends, BFF, with both of you. Because if we're doing it in the spirit of Ellen, you guys are as extreme opposing opposites as you can possibly get. I want to bring you all together in love.
3: You know, that is one thing they could do. They could double down on, uh, you know, and look, I mean, we, we have to be real about this. I mean, Ellen is a parody. I, I don't know her, obviously, but she comes across as being a very pleasant person. And and, and that very well could be who she is. And I, I wouldn't doubt that, actually. But, I mean, at the same time, she was the one, more than any other celebrity, that ushered in uh, the, this radical homosexual agenda, popularizing it, normalizing it in the... 1990s, the mid 90s, her sitcom that she was on. The sitcom she was on before she became the uh, the uh, homosexual Oprah. But you know, so she's done some damage to this country. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we have to, we, we can't forget that. But but uh, I think that you know what she said about Bush. Uh, just that that statement in and of itself is 100 percent true. Why can't we have associations? Well, wouldn't wouldn't and Anderson, Anderson? even even be acquainted or? God forbid, be friends with someone with whom we disagree. And I, hey, wouldn't for,
1: Anderson for Cooper...
3: Sort of, uh, ...should have uh, doubled down on her statement on that. Because,
1: wouldn't Anderson Cooper, Donald Trump, and Sam Bushman be the greatest unholy alliance?
3: You know, we need to... Uh, become more united. I I guess James can't hear it. But they don't really mean it. And they don't really mean it. What they mean is they want everybody to buy into, or at least pretend to buy into it, keep quiet, keep their head down, this radical, egalitarian, progressive, destructive, anti-God, anti-family agenda. And if you do that, then they're not going to have any problems with you. But if you don't do that, well, I mean, just look at it. I mean, everybody, literally everybody from the president on down, who is uh, one step to the the right of... uh, Whoever we're talking about here, Warren or Sanders or all of these other kooks and cranks that the Democrats have fielded, if you're one step to the right of them, you are not Nazi. You are a white supremacist. So discourse – to go along to get along, the American way of agreeing to disagree and exchanging ideas and healthy debate forget it. That's over, guys. It well, is, it's so, coming back James. anytime soon that I can see.
1: Hey, James, so here's the question, though. What do you think about that? I'm saying, hey, if what, we're going to do this I'm in excited. the spirit of Ellen. It's a
3: Good idea. They should have doubled down on the Ellen thing. Let's all, get, let's all talk. Let's be together. We can talk.
1: Why don't we have uh, Anderson Cooper, uh, the Donald, and Sam just do a White House lunch. You know, we can sit down and chat about things and, and make friends and, you know, ask about each other's families and such like that. And, and you know, we can just hang out. You know what I mean? I, I'm in. Are you up for this Good challenge, idea. Anderson? Good and,
3: and, you know, and to be sure, I have always been pleasant with anyone I have ever met. I mean, I really have. I mean, even the people who have attacked and maligned and libeled and slandered, I mean, It doesn't say that I like it or I agree with it, but I have never been – I can't remember ever being impolite to anyone. I I can remember being on CNN with these people attacking me before the show and after the show, being very cordial. And uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not standing my ground or or not ready to put them in their place. I mean, certainly you can do that, and you can tell the truth in love. But no, I mean, this is the recipe. I mean, But, of course, this is a problem that conservatives and Christians have always had. We operate by one set of rules. Uh, and and the left operates by, you know, they they bring uh, guns to a knife fight or whatever. I mean, anything goes. It's the law of the jungle. And there's when you have no moral compass, when you have no principles, um, and you're uh, lined up on the other side by people who do. So Those people who do, sadly, will be at a disadvantage, and that's us.
1: Hey, Kurt, what do you think of my idea? I'd just say, hey, Sam and Anderson Donald ought to sit down for a White House lunch. We ought to be buddies in the spirit of Ellen. Are you game, Anderson? And I'd put him right on the spot and say, no, I need Anderson to answer this question.
2: Well, remember, Sam, how... uh john mccain answered your question uh when you have the microphone that's right when you have the microphone and the uh power and stuff then you pretty much can just as you have always taught us he who owns the media makes the rules in that case it would be anderson cooper saying uh some little thing and taking your right another direction and so that's how that works i yeah
1: he'd do this He'd basically somehow my mic wouldn't Communicate so that I'd miss a beat, if you will, kind of look foolish. And then what he would do is he'd move to the next candidate and he'd kind of mock my statement like, huh, that was very funny. Um, we're really trying to understand about the candidates. This was a serious question. And it dismissed my real attempt to bring people together and to highlight... What I really believe the spirit of Ellen was about, a clarion call for civility, a plea for civility, an effort to bring people together. And my real opportunity challenge, it's not to mock him. It's to really try to get Donald and Anderson to sit down, because I honestly think if they sat down and got to know each other a little bit, they probably wouldn't be so hate-filled and hostile to one another.
3: You can always find areas of common ground, no matter how polar opposite you are, and at the very least. If you break bread with someone, even if you disagree on everything, but you do it with, with a you know, christ like spirit, you know you, you're going to you, you, right I mean Sam right all the way
1: but sadly, kurt 's correct in that he who owns the media makes the rules, they would have shut me down Kurt, even though i 'm making a valid point and i 'm doing it on purpose, I know that my you know, opinions don 't matter in these uh, debates, but kurt 's exactly right though they would use an excuse to shut me down and never take the idea seriously because they don 't believe at all. And bringing people together and i think we go full circle and kurt proves the point while they're all doing this and battling and everything else donald trump is hanging out with the little league kurt
2: i thought this was a cool story sam and uh, in my opinion uh it's probably the reason very few people hear about it um, because it makes the president look like a pretty cool guy uh, but um, i guess the uh Little League, uh, world champions were basically, uh, um, uh, well, anyway, they had come to the White House and, uh, wanted to, uh, you know, they were being congratulated, uh, by the, uh, president, they, in, they were invited there, and, and, uh, they, they spent some time, they got some, uh, if I remember right, some pizza, let's see, Domino's pizza, uh, and, uh you know, different things like that. Have yeah. A good Domino's time. even and delivers and, uh, to the
1: white house. I huh, care.
2: <laughs> there you go. And the, uh, president was happened to be heading to Louisiana and that's where this team is from. Um, by the way, uh, minority whip, Steve Scalise, the one that got shot, um, for the, uh, you know, in the Republican softball game or whatever it was, uh, was there as well. Uh, but, uh, the president said, Hey, why don't you guys ride with me, uh, Back home. On Air Force One. So Donald does a good deed.
1: Doesn't get covered in the media at all, as Donald Trump flies Little League Series World Champions home on the Air Force One after they hang out and eat pizza at the White House. But in Lusher High School down in New Orleans, Louisiana, they're rejecting free meals from Chick-fil-A at the same time. Because why? Well, Chick-fil-A is, well, not kind to the LG bt staff Uh, and so you got this strange deal where a principal of a school down there in louisiana is literally rejecting chick-fil-a free food because it offends the lgbt staff donald trump flying the um little league uh so donald's in the little league the principal hates chick-fil-a down there in louisiana uh and and the democrats are all on stage sam's trying to bring them together but of course he'll get shut down in doing so interesting dichotomy james
3: well, I did see that story about the uh, Little Leaguers that uh, the president took. That was a, a cool move, great gesture. And, of course, you're right. You're not going to hear anything about that because the president in a favorable light. And if there's anything, if there's one redeeming quality above all others that keeps me uh, you know, in tune and in sync with him, it's his utter disdain for the media, and rightly so. And they're just vicious, completely unobjective treatment of him. But, yeah, I mean, and, of course, that Little League championship team is the only championship team that will meet with him. You see the— the, the professional uh, teams won't go to the White House because he's in there because Trump's supposed to be some sort of a bad guy, even though half the country voted for him. I guess that half of the country doesn't matter. But now it was a good move on the, um, on the move of the president to take the Middle Leaguers. I mean, they'll remember that forever. I mean, just a uh, lot of grace and class in that. And then, of course, Chick-fil-A. I mean – Basically, the founders of Chick Fil A were these Southern guys, the Kathy family out of Georgia, and they just basically said, "Hey, we're Christians and we believe what the Bible says about marriage." They've never denied service to any any homosexuals. They've never done anything untoward. They're just not with the program. And they're making it out like Chick Fil A is, you know, uh, some evil organization for just having the very basic framework of. Legitimate biblical beliefs. That well, and they offered right. free food. I mean, you know, we're all Chick Fil A now.
1: They offered free food to the government school, and the government school turned it down. Two last stories before the end of the hour. Donald Trump supporter keeps cool after getting spit on during interview. When they go low, we go high. Kurt. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
2: you remember that uh, phrase, right? Yeah, uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, I, uh, was it Michelle? I was thinking Correct. it was uh, the guy from uh, Chicago, uh, Michelle whatever his name, name was, uh, but not not it's the not lady. I'm talking about. Uh, I thought that was who said it, but anyway. Bottom line is, this guy was being interviewed, uh, and he had his uh, you know Trump cap cap on, you know, his "Make America Great Again" cap, and uh, I guess. Somebody spit on him, and he just, he didn't even, uh, it says uh, Dave Carlson, Carlson, a salesman in Minnesota, was sharing why he donates to President Trump's campaign when a protester openly spat in his face and kept walking by, according to Vice News, Uh, and uh, without Provocation. Uh, This guy spat on his face, but the disgusting attack was captured on camera. And the look of shock on the reporter's face the moment the incident happened shows just how unexpected it was. Uh, But it would have been easy, they say, to lose his temper. But Carlson almost deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for keeping his composure. He kept his cool, wiped off his face, saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, two other protesters who were not the perpetrator apologized to Carlson. So there there you go, Sam.
1: Yeah, CNN says Michelle Obama's the one that said when they go low, we go high. So, Kurt, you got to, you know.
3: Yeah, I remember it being her as well. Oh, of course, she didn't fun. do it. She said it, but she didn't do it.
1: Oh, that's another discussion. Come on now. But so when they go low and ask a question like that in the debate, I would have gone high and said, Donald, me, you, and Cooper need to sit down. That's good you guys went
2: to the source of truth CNN. That's that's
1: good. (laughs) All right.
3: Kurt, how could you? Yeah, you better not be be questioning the authenticity of that. I want to (laughs) know what source of truth Kurt
1: would go to to get the answer on that, by the way. While he's doing that, let's talk about this Tennessee governor. Tried to have a day of prayer and fasting, got trashed by the atheists. Kurt, final story. Mm
2: uh you better tell him sam real quick because i don't have it in front of me but all right know. well
1: neither do i because kirk just sent me the headline nevertheless uh the tennessee <laughs> governor doing a great job trying to have a day of prayer and fasting atheists are going berserk uh the governor just tried to say hey tennessee oh, let's, right. let's work on fasting and prayer and let's do a good job here and come together and oh no the atheists just melt down and you know, they throw their sucker in the dirt and just have an absolute spastic. We can't, you know, this is a disgrace to the Constitution. How dare the governor? And it's a big meltdown. we got to come together on something, ladies and gentlemen. What could it be? What could we come together on? The idea that we reach out to God and say we want to fast and pray for our nation and for each other? And to come together? i got got a clarion call for
5: civility out. How about you? We declare this nation shall endure.